You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is once again time for Line to Gain here on the Buffalo Rumblings Network. I am the big O, Jerry Ostrowski in Tulsa, Oklahoma. She is Sarah Larson in the hub of all that is playoff professional sports right now. <laughs> and if you're watching hockey like I was before I decided to rudely interrupt myself by doing this podcast night, which I'm really happy that we're doing. We haven't done one in a little bit. But um, 2-1 Florida. Yep. Um, you know, the, the, the hurricanes came out tonight and basically looked like the Dallas stars did last night. Um, but they've given, uh, Bobrovsky a two goal lead, although it is two to one, I, I just can't see him losing tonight. We got two sweeps in the conference finals of the NHL, which is crazy to me, but Sarah, you have to tell me, I would imagine that town's going a little bit crazy right now. It is. And then obviously it's all, you know, branching over into, to football and everyone thinks, you know, the dolphins are, you know, going to do crazy things as well. So everyone's talking about it. You have people, we are definitely not a hockey town down here um, at all, but uh, you got a lot of people who are talking, you know, hockey all of a sudden I am literally, I could, pretty much walk if I really wanted to about two and a half miles um, from the uh, from the arena where the, uh, where they played on the street here. So it's definitely been uh, exciting for them. I'm, you know, I'm a Sabres fan, so I'm definitely not a Panthers fan, but I have went to some games and I do watch passively um, because the Panthers have been bad for, or excuse me, the Sabres have been bad for so long that it's, you know, fun to just watch and stuff, but them being in the same conference makes it a little hard to, to cheer them on. But, um, you know, I've been excited for, for my heat, you know, them coming in as a uh, eighth seed. I definitely did not expect them to do as well as they did, especially against the bucks, um, you know, winning, uh, beating the number one seed and then heading to New York and, um, beating New York and now, uh, Boston, Last night was a little bit of a letdown, but, um, you know, I think it's because I contemplated back and forth going to the game um, so much uh, that I probably jinxed them a little bit. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully we can close it out in Boston uh, tomorrow night. So I'm looking forward to it. I've seen that arena, Sarah. You made a comment that that Miami's not a hockey town. I've seen that arena on television. If that's not a hockey town, I don't know what it looks like because it is crazy. We are <laughs> Miami fans are very much fair weather fans, um, right. Florida fans, period. Um, if nothing else is going on or if, you know, there are um, nothing else to cheer for in the moment, 
uh, we we jump on board, whether it's, you know, football, baseball, hockey, um, whatever it is. So, um, you know, they, you know, they're excited. They're, they were in eighth seed as well. They're excited. Um, and, you know, uh, like I said the other day, um, for the the previous uh, playoff um, right. uh, matchup, when they won that, people were honking, going up and down the street. So they get into it. You know, it's, it's definitely fun. But it is South Florida. So a lot of people didn't know what hockey was growing up at all. So um, I think that it's, you know, one of those things that they, they jump on board when there's nothing else uh, really, you know, to look forward to. So, you but know. I will say, I will say this. I'm, I'm not a huge NBA fan. Obviously, I cheer for the Sixers because that's where I grew up. I kind of gravitate to certain players in the NBA, people that I like. I like their style. I like what they do. I've kind of got an ultimate list of players that I like. Uh, Allen Iverson is my all-time favorite player. Charles Barkley. I love Larry Bird. But I'm just telling you something. Jimmy Butler is, <laughs> is becoming 1B. And I, I've always loved Jimmy Butler, but watching what he's doing in this playoff series, my Lord. I, yeah. I, I, I absolutely love Jimmy. I love his attitude. I love the way it works. I love to play defense in your chest, and he leads a team. and And I, I'm just telling you, he is a refreshing player to watch. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't know. I, obviously, I'm grinning ear to ear when we talk about Jimmy. Um, he's uh, been a breath of fresh air. Let's put it that way. When when Dwayne Wade, you know, retired, and actually, I was at his retirement game um, where they put his, you know, his jersey into the rafters and everything. I was like what is going to happen with, with the Miami heat? You know, where are we going to go from here? Um, but I've been very, uh, you know, I love watching him play. I, like you said, I love his attitude. Um, and you know, he thinks he's the best person on, on the court the whole time. And, uh, and it's just but he it's is. fun to watch he, it, it, and it's fun to watch. And I'm glad other people are starting to notice it. Um, a lot of people made a lot of comments when he chose to go to Miami <laughs> Um, he jo- he chose to go to Miami so he could lead a team. It could be his team, and right teams. He wasn't going to do that in Philly with Embiid. Um, Embiid, and and unfortunately, uh, they're going to sink with Embiid in the process because as much as I I want to love Joel Embiid, um, Joker's probably the v- MVP again this season. I mean, I just can't. They give it to Embiid, they get yeah. beat. They don't even get out of the. I mean, it's just. It's it's a constant with that crew, but I understand what right. Jimmy was talking about. He moves on, but hey, obviously we got football to talk about. We're going to talk about the Buffalo Bills. We're going to talk about the roster, roster predictions. Sarah's put some work into putting up a master list of all the players. We'll show that up here in a little bit, and we'll talk Absolutely. about that. There it is right there. I'll let her go ahead and explain everything, but obviously OTAs are taking place. Before we get into this, I do have to say something that was kind of cool today. Um, the last couple of days. So my son, my oldest boy, Jackson, coaches at Drake University, which is in Des Moines, Iowa, which is literally three hours north of Kansas City. Um, oh yeah, Daryl, I hate that hoodie. Um, <laughs> so, he's just mad because the heat, the heat beat the Knicks, so he's just mad. <laughs> exactly. Excuse me. By the way, I made a comment about the other day in our little group chat about you and the dogs and the fleas. Well, I must have hung out with the dogs too because I now got the fleas as well. Okay, but, so for um, people listening, I got yeah, back from yeah. I got back from my cruise with yes. bronchitis. Um, yes. I am still battling it, um, unfortunately. Uh, hopefully, yeah. I I don't go through my coughing fit. Well, you know, I put it in the group chat that I have had bronchitis, and Jerry put, "Well, if you hang out with dogs, you're going to get fleas." 
So now he, uh, he you know, karma, karma's a... Yes, karma is yes. exactly that. Or, or as our <laughs> friend Fernando says, the young bird has hung out with the bats. And what is what's the rest of it? They, something they, about they, sleeping upside down or yeah, something. Yeah, something about sleeping I'm like, hey, man, whatever, whatever's going on in Brazil, I'm down with it. But right. no, uh, so my son Jackson, he's on the Drake staff. Uh, there's a member of the Kansas City Chiefs that is a Drake alum. He has spent the last two days in Kansas City at Chiefs OTAs, has met Andy Reid, the coaches, the players, and has been down there soaking it all in. So uh, cool experience for him. But what's funny is, and I'm going to tell you this because it's going to morph into our conversation here in a minute. That's why I bring this up because it's pertinent. I said, hey, man, I said, what did you learn? He goes, nothing. He's a tight end. He's a tight ends coach. And I'm like, nothing. They've got the best tight end in pro football on their roster. How do you not learn anything? He goes, he's not a tight end. He's just a big-ass wide receiver. <laughs> and I had to laugh because nobody uses tight ends, obviously, the way everybody else used to use them anymore. Very few right. do. And uh, and obviously, Kansas City's not doing it either. So he got a chance to go down there to OTAs and had a good time and uh, – Maybe he got some intel that can help us later in the year. But, yeah, uh, there you go. That's pretty, cool <laughs> pretty cool. So, um, yeah, so, you know, obviously OTAs is, is happening and, you know, a couple of, you know, people haven't showed up. Um, so we can put it out there. Stefan Diggs has not shown up. Yep. Again, people, it is voluntary. Uh, let's, you no. know. No, 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 no. I'm going to say no. it is voluntary. No, he no, no, does no, no, not no. have to be there. No, no, no. So I get it that's, from a team captain type hey, of perspective. That's why I wore my dude shirt today because it's all about the proper nomenclature, right? Um, we can not, we can agree to disagree. If if To be honest with you, if my job said, hey, come to work, we're not going to pay you today, just come to work for the fun of it, I'm going to say screw you. So – I, you know, I get it, um, but, you know, I get it from a from a team captain perspective. You know, you want to to see everybody there. Um, but I'm actually kind of glad he's not because we're getting to see some of these other guys uh, participate a little bit more than if he was there. So um, but you can you can agree. You can disagree. I mean, um, you know, there is a couple people I, I'm, right, I'm, I'm that aren't there. I'm, he's not the I'm, only one. I'm disagreeing. I know I'm in the extreme minority because you know there are certain people that can do what they want and certain people that can't and it's the old saying you know you're off the field it's like they say about guys that get in trouble you're off the field issues better be uh, or you're on the field talent better be bigger than your off the field issues um obviously guys like Diggs can get away with things because well you know they you know he's <laughs> but i yeah. will say this if you're going to be that upset and that mad about the outcome of a playoff game maybe you should show up with everybody else and Show everybody that you want to work and try to rectify that situation this year. But that's just me. Yeah. And that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Someone else, <clears throat> but, um, you know, no need to worry about digs, you know, would be news if he was there. He hasn't been in years. So, you know, definitely understandable. Um, Chris put, I don't mind that he's not there, but I wish he was. We all do. You know, we all want to be able to say, you know, all 90 showed up to, <clears throat> to camp. Um, whether or not to OTAs, whether or not um, they're able to participate, like Mon's there, he can't participate, but he's still there. Um, Matt Milano, I believe, um, I don't know if he was there today, but I believe he was um, he was not there yesterday. Um, so you know, it's it's one of those it's one of those things. Again, <laughs> they shouldn't have put the, the you know the word voluntary in front of it. 
if they expect everyone to you know that's, to come. That's so collective bargaining agreement, NFLPA, blah 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 is all that is. Understood that. All right. So, anyways, we are finally at our ninety um, full roster, um, heading into OTAs and everything. Um, we picked up um, Dean Marlowe. Uh, yesterday, so he is back on the um, the roster, and um, uh, Trayvon Howard, I believe. Who else did we pick up yesterday? I think it was the, I think that's what it was. Um, so we are at ninety. We sit at ninety. I kind of went through um, the fifty three before we brought um, Dean um, back and picked who I thought were kind of locks. Um, obviously, I'm still. In you know, I'm still not 100% in agreement on a, on a couple of people. I'm and I'm wondering. So I have 49 people who I feel like are a lock for the, um for this roster, not including Vaughn. I feel like we'll put Vaughn on um the pup list uh, to start the right. season. Um, so that means you know if if we have 49 people, that means we're allowed to 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 pick four more. So then I um yes. went through, I went through Real and quick, I picked. Sarah. Yeah, Real go quick, ahead. Before I interrupt you. Um, Chris said uh, undrafted free agent tight end Joel Wilson was added yesterday. That's the other uh, one. Okay. So, right, so I don't even have him on here. I don't even have him on here yet. So that's who I miss. And of course, Chris knows. Chris knows everything. <laughs> Legit everything. Um, all right. So, uh, you know, pretty much went through. So quarterbacks, I think we're all pretty much in agreement. And if somebody, um, if, you know, someone thinks now with the new rule, that will carry three, um, three quarterbacks. That's an interesting, you know, perspective. Um, but for those people who don't know, the NFL um, agreed upon um, allowing you to have one additional person on your active roster for game day that is not um, included in, um, you know, the the forty six that you that you normally dress um, to be a quarterback. So the the caveat to that though is they have to be on your fifty three man roster. They right. cannot be called up from um, from the practice squad uh, to be considered that um, the additional active player. So some play, some teams will probably carry three quarterbacks. I don't think we will. I think that we still carry two. I, uh, a lot of people made a lot of comments about playoffs. That makes a lot more sense when you are you know backs up against the wall. You want to make sure that you have you know one hundred percent someone that can come in in an emergency situation then yes, I can understand carrying three. Um, I joked that Dawson Knox was a quarterback in, in high school. Um, in a pinch, I'm sure he'd be our emergency <laughs> quarterback. No uh, You're 100% correct. During the year. So I, I think we'll still carry two. Um, you know, I don't think, you know, you're an, I don't think anyone would be in a disagreement with that. Running backs, I originally put three. Um I'm more leaning, and I told you this before we got on the call, I'm more leaning for for four. I think we will carry four. We did last year. And obviously that means that the the one from the yellow, Latavius Murray, would be a definite at this point. Um, so we would carry James Cook, Damian Harris, Naheem Hines, and Latavius Murray. How do you feel about that? Do you think we keep three or four? Well, if we're going to keep four, why are we going to not bring a – now where's where's our fullback? He's over, he's <clears throat> over the next – Next column. I have him separated. You got him as a fullback. Okay, you got him separated. I I, I mean, if you're going to keep – I don't think you're going to keep necessarily five running backs. I mean, Latavius Murray really is <laughs> – does he have that much left in the gas tank? It, you know, that that's a toss-up. The problem with carrying an extra running back on a team that doesn't want to run the ball enough 
is you got to take away from somewhere, and that somewhere is probably wide receiver. And you're going to want to make sure you have enough mm -hmm. wide receivers. So, I actually think it'll be from tight end or offensive line. Um, I think we, you know, I think honestly we're going to go into um, into the season with only six wide receivers. Usually, you know, we kind of flirt with seven, um, but I think we'll only go in with six. So, um, but we did keep four running backs why? last year and and uh, one why? fullback. So why are we going to go with six tight? Why are we going to only go with six wide receivers? Because, uh, in my opinion, Dalton Kincaid is technically going to be that what you know that wide receiver adjacent so i think that um mm -hmm. that's kind of your seventh receiver and then you got dawson knox as well so um i think that whereas last year we really only had one right one tight end on the field we'll have you know more of a split or both at the same time out on that on, on the field so i think you're taking away one from the wide receiver to add to the tight end group <sighs> okay. Yeah. And Matt put, uh, Jillian makes the roster for special teams alone. Um, and that's what, what happened last year. We kept four um, running backs and the, and the fullback. One of the running backs was pretty much consistently special teams, which was Jones. And then Reggie, you know, was also on special teams. This year it'll be Naheem Hines doing the special teams work for the most part. Um, and then, you know, obviously Reggie as well. Uh, so that's my look there. Um, but if that's the case, then, you know, we're already down to three from, from those yellow, um, you know, players that are questionable. Um, you and I talked about the tight end group a little bit earlier and you were like, well, if we want to run 12 personnel, we're going to have to keep Quentin Morris as well. Um, I'm still on the, I'm still on the, the, you know, the borderline for that. I think that keeping him is, is a, I, I like Quentin Morris, um, but I don't necessarily know if we waste or, uh, a, or a roster spot on him. Well, I mean, if what I don't, what I don't know, and I honestly don't believe that we're going to run a bunch of 12 personnel. I don't think that we are. I mean, we haven't in the past and I don't think that 12 personnel is the, is the great fix-all for this offense. Um, I think that a, a more consistent running game is. Um, I don't necessarily know if 12 is. You can mess around with with Dalton Kincaid. You know, like I said on some other stuff, you know, the thing that's nice about Kincaid is you can keep the same personnel group in the game and run multiple sets with the same personnel group because he can line up in the slot and do so much. So, you know, I see that. Um you know, I don't know. My whole thing about it is if you're going to keep it, I mean, Latavius Murray, is it, are you going to waste, I shouldn't say waste. He's going to have to really show he's more towards the Latavius Murray of old to, to use a roster spot to keep he a, had a 800 like yards that. last year. Okay? <laughs> so, you know, well, if that's the case, then stick him as the number one back. Why would you do that when he's not he he's not necessarily that the three down back? So, I mean, James Cook and and Damian Harris, in my opinion, are gonna kind of are playing for that role. Well, I want to see why we have all these running backs if we don't want to run the ball. That's what I mean. We're trying to pick this roster right now. I don't know what we're trying to do. I want to see what we're trying to do. I think the drafting of Kincaid is a big is a big toss up. We got to see what they do at wide receiver. 
I don't think that offensive line group is going to look that way when the, when the season's done. I think they'll cherry pick some people that are cut from some other places. I think we got glaring in the fish, uh, deficiencies at tackle, especially backup tackle. And I'm just nitpicking. But my thing is, I want to know what we're trying to run on offense. Are we trying to do the same thing we did last year? Now, I know that he came out and made the comment, or Josh made the comment, that it's very similar, but we got some new wrinkles and things like that. Well, of course, they're not going right. to you know, say but anything more than that. But, but everything they did in the draft and what they've been doing, they're not going to hand the ball off 30 times, 25, 30 times a game. They're going to no, I don't be think... passing oriented. So why do we yeah. have 95 million running backs if we if we're not going to if we're not going to pound the football? Well, I think that uh, you know, I don't think we'll have 95 running backs. I don't. I think that if we have four, it's going to be you know Cook, Harris, and Murray. I um as actual you know running backs. Murray is going to be that the short yardage and goal line. Um, and then you have Hines coming in for for special teams. He's he's going to be pretty much, you know, your special teams guy. Now, again, maybe with the new rule um, where, you know, any fair catch inside the 25-yard line, um, the ball automatically gets paid, you know, placed at the 25. Some, you know, a lot of special teams coaches were against the rule. And that's probably because, you know, now you got it. Now you're rethinking, well, do we need someone who is a kickoff return specialist? If we think most of the time, we're just going, you know, to uh, to fair catch the ball, um, and then so then you're only pretty much worried about, you know, the the punt returner. So um, there's a chance that maybe we only keep three running backs at that point. Um, and I think that what we have to look at is, you know, the other positions because once you add a position on one line, you are subtracting it from the other. Um, so we talked about offensive line and. You know, at one point I was all in it with 10. I said, there's no way, you know, David Edwards is on, the, you know, he's on this roster too. We're going to go into the, the season with 10. And then I feel like Nick will probably be, um, you know, he was seventh round pick. He'll probably, be, you know, practice squad, um, you know, but it, do we carry 10? We might only be able to carry nine because of, you know, again, you start looking at the other positions um, on this, on this roster and there's, there's not a lot of space. Um you know, to for the fifty three cut down. Um, so you know, you and I talked about the, the offensive line. I think we're pretty much both in agreement that right now Dawkins, McGovern, Morris, Torrance, and um, and uh, Spencer Brown are going to be your starting five. Um, Bates is going to come in as kind of your interior alternate, and then Questenberry will be your your tackle alternate, um, and then you know uh, Tommy Doyle, and then you you wonder what you know does. Where does that leave Ike? Is he is he's still going to be on the roster as you know for that for that depth piece? Um, you know, Tommy Doyle and Ike both being healthy, does that change things around a little bit? So uh someone just put um, you know, broker too. I think he'll be on uh on special on the um practice squad. I don't think he makes the team. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place. 
to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I There's a chance they could carry eight. Well, they probably not, but they could. If you count Ryan Bates's a tackle, a guard, and a center, like Bean has said he, he, can, he can play. Right. The other thing is, I am not sold. I am not sold at all. Now, granted, somebody has made, you know, there's been people affiliated with Dallas that said that McGovern's had injuries and his best football's ahead of him and all this. To me, it is not a lock, okay? It's 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 not a lock. You can only play five offensive linemen at a time, Daniel. It doesn't matter if you have ten. Um, it's not a lock that McGovern beats out Bates. I honestly don't believe that, especially with Bates. If you're saying that Torrance, okay, now this is the other thing is we're looking at Torrance in the second round. We're saying because, you know, we've all said we only have so many first-round draft pick grades and we only have so many, um, you know, we only have so many um, spots where they say, you know, like we were saying, hey, later in the first round, you're probably not picking a starter anyway. So we might as well trade out of the first round and go to the second round. Now we are saying convincingly that Osiris Torrance is a day one starter. Probably is, but I don't think it's a lock. He's going to no, have No, I think, lock, yeah. I mean, I know. think Bates, you know, I think Bates could could start. The, the difference there is I feel like Bates is that he's more of a lock of being able to come in at any of the other positions. So why start him when he can come in? Um, to replace, you know, the others. Um, because you, you know, play your best five. You don't, well, you don't sit a guy because you play multiple so spots. My, my whole thing is how far off will Torrance be from, from you know, Bates? We, we have to find that out. Well, unless, unless Torrance just absolutely f- fails miserably, which I don't believe is going to happen, he's going to play day one because to get better, he's got to have game reps, and game reps are the only way you get better. Agreed. So he he is going to play unless he just absolutely cannot get it done, which I don't think is going to be the case. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, so really when you look at it, I just think that whole thing could really, could really, you know, I think it's pretty fluid O line wise. I think they're going to be looking at waiver wires. I think they got to get better at tackle. Um, you know, and we'll, you know, we'll see what happens there. But my whole thing is if you're looking at your spots that you have up there, I guess probably the either or is if you're going to keep Latavius Murray, we're going to keep four running backs. So then who stays? Do you keep quit? The, the guy, the battle would be for that spot would be either Quentin Morris or to me, Reggie Gilliam. There's your two guys that are battling for that extra, that, that spot. I mean, you know, that's, that's kind of the way I look at it because I don't know. I, I think, if you look at the wideouts, I don't know. Does one of those guys step up? Do we keep more than six? I mean, obviously we got the practice squad to put guys on too. Um, 
you know, so, but, you know, I don't think we keep more than six. Yeah. I don't think we keep more than six because of the tight end group. I think that, especially if we decide to keep three tight ends, um, I don't think we keep six more than six wide receivers. And again, because Kincaid's going to come in and play like you were, you know, talking about, he's going to be, you know, playing in the slot more, even if we don't, you know, run the traditional 12 personnel, you know, we could still definitely have two tight ends on the field just, you know, with, um, with Dalton in the slot. Um, so, you know, I think that my biggest question on obviously on the offense is how many offensive linemen uh, we keep and then whether or not we keep, you know, three or four running backs and, um, and the tight end, I think Reggie between his contract and um, special teams, I think Reggie's a lock. Um me personally, I just don't see us, you know, cutting that, you know, cutting him um, unless we can find, you know, a trade partner. Um, we wouldn't get much, but that's a potential. Um, so uh, offensive line, you know, I know you think we're going to bring other people in, but then it's like, well, who do you get rid of? We would have, I think that Sean would have to be very disappointed in the way some of these people um, shake out with the, the roster over, you know, the course of um, camp and over the course of preseason for him to, you know, completely get rid of, so, you know, someone that he's been working with, obviously. So well, moving on. Okay. No, say what you're going to say. No, I'm just saying we went from an offensive line that everybody thought was horrible and nobody wanted, and now all of a sudden we want to keep everybody, and they're great. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just well, I mean, to me, we've made one change in that. You know, and obviously you got McGovern, but you made you you, you picked uh, you picked Torrance. We'll yeah, see. So I we, mean, so we're we're replacing the 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 biggest thorn that was in our offensive line last year. And we're adding McGovern there, hope hoping that with McGovern next to Dawkins, Dawkins starts to to, to get his you know footing back a little bit and and uh, plays like we think that he would not that we think plays that like we know he can play, and then Spencer Brown, you're hoping a healthy Spencer Brown is is our answer at um at tackle right tackle. Obviously, you know we all have questions about Spencer Brown. They they don't have as many questions as we do because they didn't even really look at at right tackle at all during no. during the draft. So they didn't look at any is, tackle during the draft. Now they pick or or free agency or free agency, yeah. and you know they it obviously looks like they feel like Brown is the answer there. So um a healthy Brown. So you know I know that you and Fina both said you know he was injured last year. Um, and hopefully that was the cause of, of him having such a, a bad year and he can get back to where he was two years ago, looking, you know, looking like we got a steal in the draft. So. I think that you have, you put Brown and if Torrance plays to what everybody thinks he's going to be, you put those two together, you've got a tremendously physical right side of the offensive line that could, that could be, um, you know, tone setters. And that makes me very, very happy. I have no idea what McGovern's going to do other than bring in some veteran help. I don't really think he's that big of a, of an upgrade over Bates. If he is an upgrade over Bates to be perfectly 100% honest with you. Um, uh, Mitch Morris is Mitch Morris. He's a rock. He's solid. Um, Dion, 
when motivated and on, is top five in the league. We're on the um, same page there. And we've, so, we've both made those know, comments, yeah. Right. So, you know, look at it how you want to look at it. If you start getting injuries, that's where things, you know, really, you know, start to have issues. So, anyway, I mean, and I agree. I, I kind of I, I kind of see where you're coming from with Kincaid. You know, you got another, he's basically like another wide receiver, but he's got a counts against the tight end group. We see what they do with Morris. If Gilliam's that good special teams wise, then he probably stays. So, you know, you know, really not many earth shattering moves really to be made on offense. All right. So heading over to defense, um, obviously our, you know, defensive end group, um, I'm, you know, with that, with Vaughn, you know, saying he'll, he'll be back by, you know, week six at the latest. Uh, I think we, we start him on um, the pup list. So then I have Rousseau, Boogie, AJ Espinosa, and then Shaq Lawson. Um, I obviously feel like you, you got to keep four, um, until Vaughn comes back. Um, how do you feel? You're going to move. When Vaughn comes back? Yeah. Probably Shaq or Boogie. I think AJ, um, we, we keep on for the rest of the season, uh, just because of his, his youth. Um, Boogie obviously is young as well, but he just hasn't, in my opinion, showed much yet. AJ has showed flashes. Um, I think AJ is better when um, when Vaughn's on the the field, but so is everybody else. So um, Greg uh, Russo definitely was better in the first half of the season than the second half. So, um, you know, hopefully Vaughn does come back, you know, quicker than anything else. But um when you look at, you know, monetarily speaking, the easiest people to cut. So the the ones with the you know least amount of you know dead cap and everything else. That's why I said Shaq. Um, I understand Shaq is one of the most important pieces. You know, as you know, personnel wise, the way he is, the motivating. You know, he's one of the people that works the hardest, even though he's getting paid the least. Um, but he's got a pretty much expendable contract. Um, so it's it's easier to um, to release somebody like that than it is some of the others. Yeah, I kind of so, agree with I, I agree a little bit with with Matt with with Matt and then um, Spence made some comments about AJ. I'm I'm not sure where the where the fit is with him and what we're doing. Um he's a little different. Now, obviously I think maybe you take a chance on a guy that you think he can produce and you, you make into a pure pass rusher, which he kind of is more that type of player. Um, <laughs> that's funny. You guys are killing me with my hoodie. <laughs> I that's mean, funny. come on. That's hilarious. No. But, but no, um, seriously, because here's the wild card to me, okay? here's I'm going to throw this one at you, and then you can debate this one the rest of the show. This will blow your mind. Um I still think that Ed Oliver is going to be a swing man with, with, with McDermott. I think you will see Ed play some, some outside this year. Now I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Well, we talked but, about that um, in the past. And I actually said that I was going to say it uh, on Twitter. And then I was like, there's no, I will get roasted if I say move Ed outside. So I ended up not saying it. Right. Ironically, you uh, you know you and I ended up having a conversation about it a couple days later on uh, on our show. So 
Um, if we keep, you know, five, ta- you know, defensive tackles, which I think we will, um, I, I definitely think we will, unless we can find a trade partner for Ed um, prior to the season starting. Um, I think if we want to keep these big 300 pound guys in the middle, they're <laughs> killing me. Absolutely no, killing me. I'm, I'm laughing because I've, I I think for, and by the way, I got to say real quick before I don't digress, Joab Somerville in the comments, my man here in Tulsa runs a Tulsa Bills backers. He said he'd get you a Tulsa Bills backers sweatshirt to see so you wouldn't have to wear that heat. That hey, I, I send me a send me. But I love getting hoodies from uh, you especially have, from Bills backers. You have a you have a game streak of how many games in a row, Sarah? Forty two. Forty two games. You have no at way. least you have at least a streak of every show we've ever done, and maybe more that you have made the comment when we move and get rid of Ed Oliver. When we move and get, <laughs> when we move Ed Oliver. When we trade at Oliver, uh, at Oliver, I'm I mean, all about positive reinforcement and speaking things into existence. Hey, I you, I just you don't, are trying, girl. You are I trying don't, your best. I don't feel like he is. He's a fit, especially with what we are looking to accomplish on defense. Again, whether or not it's on paper or not, it looks like we are trying to get bigger in the middle and faster on the ends. So I, in my opinion, think that the four guys that we have between Daquan Jones, Tim Settle, uh, Jordan Phillips, and now Puna Ford, they're all freaking bowling balls in the middle. Ed Oliver sticks out like a sore thumb. He's 30 pounds less than the the smallest other defensive tackle we have. I think it would be interesting to to you know see what how he does on on you know the outside. Um, he's a little bit slower than um, than obviously Vaughn and um, and the, you know the other defensive ends that we have um, because he's twenty pounds you know heavier than the uh, you know than they are. But I think it would be an interesting um, little caveat to the defense, and I'd like to see if they they try it. I think it'll help us in the run game. I think it'll help us in first and second down as far as stopping the run. But I'm with you. When I look at the the Puna Ford, the Puna Ford signing to me is what solidified it. And you know, you you start talking about really big men on the inside. You got Jones, Settle, Phillips, Ford, and then Ed. So Ed does Ed does provide benefits, however, inside and third down. If you will scheme inside pass rush over guards. With a guy like him that is quicker, that is that is an athletic mismatch, you can do a lot of damage with a guy like him. So I love him on third down inside. I even love him on third down uh, over the center. But I think that you in in the early downs, if he's if it's if it's not a pass, you you, you very well might see him outside. So when is Vaughn supposed to come back? By the way, I know you know this. He said, <laughs> he said yesterday he guaranteed he will be back before week six. Okay. Okay. Guaranteed that he'll be back <clears> before week six. If he's put on the pup list, when is, when is the earliest he can come back? Four, Four weeks. weeks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'll, well, we'll see how that goes. I yeah. don't know. That'll be uh, that'll be interesting. Very, so very I think I think the next um, two position groups are – my biggest questions, uh, which is linebacker and, and corner. Um, obviously, I don't think we're at the point in time. I mean, Dorian Williams is 100% on the team. Matt Milano is 100% on the team. 
Um, you know, then you got Dodson, Bernard, AJ Klein, Balen Spector, and Tyler um, Matikovic. Whether or not they, how you know how that all plays out. Um, I know Tyler is a captain on special teams. I get it. Um, most people think I'm absolutely ridiculous by putting him in yellow. I I, I get it. But again, we only have 53. Um, so I think that, you know, we're going to keep five linebackers. Um, the question is, you know, who's the, the fifth? So um, I think it's AJ Klein um, for sure. Um, but most people think that we're going to keep six. Um, but that still leaves... Specter and, and Matakovich, like whether or not they're, uh, you know, we're kind of picking between the two of them. Um, so how do you feel about the, the linebacking group, especially considering we're not 100% sure who's our starting linebackers and whether or not we're going to start, you know, uh, we're going to have, you know, a middle linebacker and, and, and a weak side linebacker out there at the same time all the time. We've joked about it before. By having, you know, the extra safety, especially with Taylor Rapp on the, the team now, whether or not they're going to have, uh, you know, six defensive backs out there and, and one linebacker. We've joked about it. Now it's starting to become a little bit more of a conversation. I was just having the conversation yesterday about it again. So um, I think that, you know, we got to see, you know, Dorian Williams, whether or not he'll be that true, you know, middle linebacker, you know, the the actual Mike spot. Um, or if they're going to, you know, switch some things around. How do you feel about the linebacker position? Um, I believe we won't keep four. I think we'll keep six. Oh, no, I don't think we'll keep four either. I'm kind of debating between five or six. The fifth is, you know, the fifth and six. Okay. I think we'll keep six. And I think that if, if McTavish is, McTavish is that good special teams wise, um, you just told me that we're not ever going to get rid of Reggie Gilliam because he's that good on special teams. Um, McKevich is that same person, maybe more. So you keep a spot for a guy like that. Um, I think your battle for that group is between Klein and, and, and Specter um, for that for that last spot. I think they take six. Do they no. dress out six? No, but I think they keep six. Now, Dorian Williams and Justin Shorter and Trent um, Shearfield all have that new special teams. Um, Dorian Williams, day one. Justin Shorter, day one. Those are They're going to be starters on special teams. Um, Shearfield um, is also going to, you know, probably take the, you know, the position of, um, of um, can't think of his name all of a sudden, Um Touchdown Jesus. I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Um, they're going to, you know, he'll probably take that, you know, position away right away considering he's no longer on the team. So there are some people that are new that could replace um, some of these other players. Uh, Jake Kumaro. Thank you, Chris. I knew Chris would know. Um, <laughs> um, but it's, it's one of those things that, you know, do we, you know, do we still keep six linebackers? I know traditionally we do. Um, but then again, if we're moving away from that mindset a little bit, um, and trying to get a little smaller, a little faster, then maybe we keep an additional safety instead. Um, so for corners, do you feel like we keep 
five, six. How do you feel about corners? Well, you're going to have to probably keep uh, – and you don't have any hybrid safety corner types. Um, Benford is obviously playing corner and corner only. That's been stated recently. That's what he's going to do. He's not taking any safety reps. Um, I, I would think you're going to have to take six corners. I mean, if you're playing nickel, you've already got five of them out there, right? Um, I know you got to have, you can have some safeties, but still, um, I think you have to keep six of them. And then, now, now granted, we're, we're talking about things where we also know that they'll be able to lock guys up on practice squad, do some different things there too. And who those guys are, we don't know. But I think they take six. My, I, you keep talking about playing three safeties. I, I, I don't see the the third guy that has to play in that group. Taylor Rapp. I mean, I mean, I hope I hope the first two can stay healthy enough to play over half the season. Um, and the third one to me is still a toss up. We don't know. I mean, they say what, Hamlin. Was, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I we mean, have no so, clue. And to be honest with you, I'm not 100 percent on. Now that we've seen we've signed Dean Marlowe back, I'm not 100 percent on Hamlin making the team over Dean. Um, and I'm probably gonna get you know a whole bunch of you know stare downs for that one. Um, you know, I know I understand what Hamlin's went through, and you know, but we're acting like he's was an all pro safety prior to his you know incident. So it's not really the case. You know, can he hold his own? Yeah. You know, did he come in and, um, you know, and was he uh, a decent uh, replacement for, um, you know, for um, Hyde and Poyer? Yeah. Like, at, you know, at times when it needed. But I feel like Marlowe's more of that safety, the, you know, that safety valve that if we want to have come in and the veteran press, you know, presence, granted Poyer and Hyde are both veterans as well. Um, I'm just not guaranteed. I know it's a PR nightmare if they were to let go of Hamlin, but I don't know if they care, um, a hundred percent on, um, the optics as much as they care about winning a Super Bowl. So, um, you know, and, and, and Chris just put Hamlin making the team is really up to Hamlin. No way the team cuts him. Um, again, optics. Um, so I get that. I 100% get that. I'm just saying at this point in time, I'd rather us make sure that we have the best players on the team, not necessarily, you know, the best optics, um, at, you know, at this point. And I know that's terrible because of everything this team has went through. Um, but it is what it is. So, um, but you know, the thing, the other thing about this whole thing, it's a toss up is McDermott. McDermott's running the defense now. So where is he going to, you know, I'm sure that, I'm sure that, while he had his hand in everything on the team, he still allowed Frazier to make some some calls, some choices. It was his defense. So I will say this. If you are going to play for McDermott, you better be able to run and you better be physical. So, you know, those are two things that he keeps in high regard. Um, but I don't – I mean, it's, it's so hard to do right now. I mean, because we really don't know what he wants to put an onus upon. What does he really want to put out there? Um, is it four two five? Is it a four two? You know, is what, what are they going to run? Um, you know, then offensively, same thing. What are the tweaks? But um, yeah, I just 
there will be a couple tough decisions, you know, and there's always that there's always those couple players. Well, you know, like like in the comments earlier tonight, well, there's no way they're gonna put Siren Neal on the Saran Neal on the practice squad. He'll get picked up right away. Well then who are you gonna then who are you gonna let who else are you gonna let go? Well, if you let go Cam Lewis, somebody else is gonna pick him up. If you let go Alex Austin, somebody will pick him up. You know, so it's yeah, I mean, that's a good thing for us. That's a good thing saying that we've got that much talent that we've got guys that no matter what you do with them are going to get picked up, you know, but yeah. at the end of the day, you make the, you make the best decision for your team and you move on. And if they get picked up, they get picked up. That's the way it goes. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing because, you know, we've already talked about potentially keeping Murray as the fourth um, running back, potentially keeping Quentin Morris. If we want to keep, um, you know, three tight ends, potentially keeping 10 offensive linemen. That's already three uh, from the yellow, if that was right. the case. Um, you said six, you know, that we, we keep six linebackers. That means that we're taking two more from the yellow. Um, that's impossible. Uh, we, were, we would already be at 54. So um, there is a good chance that we, we only keep three running backs then and that we only keep two tight ends and we only keep nine offensive linemen because if – you know, if push comes to shove, we're going to need those, um, the roster spots for the additional linebacker, for the additional um, corner. But here's the other but, thing, Sarah. Here's the other thing that, that we haven't gotten into. You know, you talk about you put the players in the green. It does not shock me if A.J. Epinesa and Shaq Lawson, one of those two, if not both of them, are gone. That's not necessarily saying they're both, you know, I don't necessarily think they might not both be here. If Ed's going to play a swing and he can play defensive end and tackle, one of those guys is expendable. Um, do you really need to keep 10 defense alignment? Have they done that in the past every year? They kept 10. I mean, you know, I, I well, I, I normally I would say that we would only be keeping four defensive tackles, but I'm, you know, obviously, um, I don't see us, you know, Tim Settle might, you know, might be the, the expendable person at this point, but with his age being so young, I don't see it. Um, you know, Jordan the Phillips. Puna Ford, the Puna Ford signing was a warning shot to somebody. Oh, of course. I agree. You I know, agree. So if Jordan Phillips can't stay healthy, do you move Jordan? I mean, I think I think two guys out of oh, I think one guy in each column that you right now we have in green, they're more than likely not going to be there when the season starts. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <clears throat> and if Jordan Mims or Isaiah Browser, if they show prominent... Um, you know, production in the preseason. Well, you move, you move one of those, one of those running backs, which is probably Latavius. And you put one of them, if you, if you're happy with the other three or it's Hines or whoever, if you have another return man and you put one of those two on the, on the practice squad, now you got your four running backs, but one yeah, of them I has mean, to I think, on the practice squad. Yeah. I think, I think no matter what one of them, I think one of them will be on the practice squad squad regardless. Um, but you know, you make a good point. Maybe we only keep three running backs if we're keeping Reggie. Um, 
And it's the same thing with your tight ends. If, if Zach Davidson or the other kid we just signed, if they shine, do you go ahead and you move a Quentin Morris and, and reduce salary by moving him and put one of those two on the practice squad and you got your three tight ends? Reggie plays the emergency spot. And if you right. need to, if you need the young guy next week, you bump him up. So there's going to have to be a lot of that going on as well. Yeah. And there's a, you know, there's a chance that if we let, you know, Quentin Morris go, no one signs him. And then he's on, you know, the practice squad. It's, it's a risk, but it's one of those things that there's definitely, a, you know, a chance. Yeah. So, um, you know, and it's going to be the same thing with our, our, our offensive line, you know, we we say it every year. Oh my god, I can't believe we're we're cutting this person or that person. And then they ended up, you know, they end up um, you know, getting picked up for offensive line. But if we're cutting somebody on the offensive line, there's a good chance that, like you said, we're picking up somebody else that's been cut to see how uh to see how they, you know, shake out on our practice squad. You know, so, I look at your list of linemen, I think Dawkins, McGovern, Morris, Torrance, Bates, Brown, are, and probably Quisenberry, just because of our lack of tackle talent, are locks. And then after that, it's a toss-up. Yeah. All right. All right. I, you know, this is the part of the year that always makes me uneasy trying to to knock it down, um, especially after you know uh, camp happens and then. We go into preseason and we get to see all these guys play. You you end up having your little, uh, you know, favorites and stuff, and then so it's always hard to to have people be cut. But we showed it last year um, that there are going to be people that the team has absolutely no problem cutting, even if it affects the the you know the cap. They don't care. Um, they want you know the best people that give us the best chance to to win out on the on the field. Well, let me ask so. you this. Let me ask mm-hmm. you this. Let me let me since we're since we're all going to step over lines today and say things that are make make people act a little stupid, which is fine with me. I don't care. I don't care what people think. But you mentioned this before, Sarah, and, and I thought it was a great point. Are we so sure that Trey White makes this football team? I mean, yes. I think at this point in time, well, um, Micah Hyde. Was it Micah or was it Trey? Did you spring, did you bring up Trey or did you bring up Micah? I said I I, br- I brought up Trey um, yeah, right. back in, you know uh, previously that he could be someone that we traded, but they you know with his um, contract the way it is, even trading him, it's it's such a loss that you know there's no I I don't see the the the, the benefit of it at this point. Okay. Yeah. But so. Those are the types of earth-shattering things that happen that just people don't even see coming, but they happen. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, you know, um, I think that there's a few people that, you know, we've extended or we've restructured at this point in time. They're pretty much locks. They're, they're not going anywhere. Um, so, you know, there's a few people that, you you know, there's not going to go anywhere. Trey, though, has got to step up from where he was last year. He definitely was not the Trey White of old, and I hope um, he can get at least a fraction of that back. I don't think he'll ever be, you know, that guy ever again. Right. And that, you know, that happens a lot um, with knee injuries. Um, I just hope that, you know, we can get him back at a, at a fraction of what he used to be because um, it's it's needed at this point. You know, uh, 
I think that Benford eventually will be will be moved. I don't think he'll stay at corner um, forever. I think that, you know, that's one of the things McDermott loves to do. Both Poyer and Hyde were corners that were converted to safety. I think that he sees something uh, in Benford. I think that he will uh, transition him over. Um, Alec Austin is another one that um, will probably at least keep on practice squad. He's another person that um, can be definitely um, converted from from a corner to a safety. He's played both uh, and feels, you know, it's definitely one of those things that he could become, you know, our new uh, safety down the road. I agree. All right. Well, I think that's it. I, you know, haven't really seen too much more, you know, everyone's pretty much echoing the same thing with, uh, with Trey, you know, just taking the the year, year and a half to get better. Um, so hopefully, you know, mid season, he reaches his peak and, um, comes out and just, uh, is the old Trey white, you know, um, Vaughn, I, I hope Vaughn sits back a little bit and, uh, I hope we keep him out. Um, we are we we need him at the at the end of the season. I think that um, the way that the the schedule is, we're going to need him um, in the back half of the season more than anything. And I think that that's the schedule makers kind of knew that. So uh, you know they they definitely backloaded our schedule. Um, most of our important games are November on. Um, so I hope Vaughn does uh, you know chill for a little bit. And right. I hope he doesn't rush it. So, well, I don't think they'll let him rush it. You know, I don't think they'll let him rush it. But let's look real quick, so you can go out and run in the streets and celebrate. <laughs> let's see if we're gonna have a. Well, while you're looking that up, while you're looking that up, Matt just put Austin will make the fifty-three again. You know, we're when you say that that that's another person that we're taking off uh, of this list that most people think are, are locks. So um, it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes up this summer. And the two, 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 Florida Panthers, three Carolina hurricanes. Oh, they two. just scored a goal. Yeah. yeah. So three, I have two. it on, but it's on mute. So. <laughs> so by the way, if you're watching, we appreciate you smash the like button, hit the subscribe button. Uh, we're on sporadically through the off seasons. We get closer to the season. Training camp starts. We'll be on weekly. We'll be back on our Thursday night uh, time frame. We'll be on at 9 Eastern, 8 Central. Uh, we won't have a show next week. We'll probably have one. Uh, well, no, it will be two weeks. We won't have a show because um, I'll be on vacation. Yeah. I leave Thursday, come back. That's following Saturday. So, um, But after that, we'll uh, we'll be back. Sarah, you're going to be on the, uh, the leading the charge, are you not? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna join leading the charge next. I think next Tuesday, um, go uh, chat it up with uh, our our representative from Brazil. So that'll be fun. Um, Fernando's doing some great things. So I uh, haven't quite figured it out if it's gonna be Sunday or Tuesday, but I will be joining him uh, sometime next week probably. So it'll be fun. Fernando's a good dude. I had a great time on his show this uh, Sunday. And um, I'm happy you get a chance to go on with him. It's pretty cool, especially when he starts rolling in the Portuguese. Um, it is interesting. 
yeah, I definitely don't know Portuguese. So uh, um, he's going to, you know, have to help me out with all that. So, no. Um, so, hey, I've for, watched, uh, go ahead. No, go I was going to say, I, I've watched quite a bit of uh, his shows. And um, it's it's crazy how much um, we get, how much uh, of a following we have in, in Brazil. Um, so it's definitely going to be fun to, to hang out. So, hey, for all our peoples in the comment section, thanks for coming in and uh, joining in and interacting with us. And uh, if you're watching live, thanks for coming and uh, watching again. Hit the like button, smash the subscribe button. Uh, we are on the Buffalo Rumblings Network. This is Line to Gain. She is Sarah Larson. I am the big O, Jerry Ostrowski. We'll be back in a few weeks with more Bills talk, more football talk, as we head towards the end of July, which means it's the start of training camp and the start of another NFL season. So with that, I will always say the same thing as usual. Was one love and go Bills. Go Bills. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.